0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good
1: morning, listeners. At the close of last week's program, I mentioned that this week I will be sharing with you a transition that I was in the process of making. And it is with mixed emotions that I am announcing that this is the last program of Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio. I have been fortunate to have been on this program for over a year, and it's time for me to make a transition. And the idea of making transitions is such a normal part of life, and perhaps a topic we don't give much thought to. I'd like to share with you a bit about how Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio came to be. It was so unexpected and an opportunity that I had never even considered. So here's what happened. One day, my publicist, whose name is Gail Kearns, fabulous woman, was contacted by a business acquaintance of hers regarding the prospect of me hosting a radio program. So to be honest with all of you, I was shocked. Imagine me, a person with no broad- broadcasting experience offered a weekly radio program. I thought to myself, where did that come from? After considering the invitation, I came to the conclusion that this opportunity was a total and complete honor and a chance for me to host a program that I could create. My goal was to help my listeners have a new learning of one kind or of another one kind of an or another every week uh, about all kinds of relationships and last week we had a conversation with a san francisco police sergeant about his relationships within the community he strives to serve and protect who among us has ever given much thought to the idea that law enforcement wants a relationship with the community they serve well not I. I have been blessed to work in a huge community of experts. I've been blessed to have friends and acquaintances who are knowledgeable. And I have been blessed to be introduced to folks who have been interested in sharing their lives and relationship struggles, and successes with our listeners. A heartfelt thank you to all the wonderful guests who have honored Dr. Anne's Relationship Radio with their experiences and wisdom. Then there is David Moxley and Brett Ullman. Mr. Ullman is David Moxley's right-hand man and has been so efficient in archiving all of Dr. Ann's radio programs. Thank you so much, Brett, for everything you do. And David Moxley, he's the owner and CEO of America's Web Radio and has been so very kind to me. You, David, have led me from being a very, very afraid and inexperienced person to being much more self-assured as a program host. You have been kind and understanding of any unintended mistakes, like the echoing on my headphones (laughs) or the interview of uh, two or three times that ran into our advertising breaks. Thank you so much for your patience and your training and your understanding. And last, but far from least, thank you, Ron Camacho, for having me on as a guest and introducing your listeners to me as a new host on the radio station. I am making a transition from a wonderful experience. I am currently working on three more books, and I need more time to write. I have a private practice and I want more time to work with my private clients. I work 40 hours a week at a major HMO, and I am looking forward to retiring from there in a few years. And for me, I think the lesson is to embrace change. With that said, our final guest has made a huge transition in his life, and he's going to be sharing with us how that came about and how he made the decision to embrace a career change, and what his transition has been like. Our guest, Mr. Mark Landsberger, was the 2018 Teacher of the Year for San Diego County. Boy, was that an honor. He has a degree in mathematics and computer science, something that's way out of my league. And he has that degree from California State University in Hayward. And he has been a teacher for over 20 years. He's also a musician, and he plays a mean bass, and I know that because I've heard him play. Mr. Lansberger is a former touring musician and recording artist and incorporates this talent with his humanistic and whole-child approach to technical education. And you were one of my first guests, and I'm so happy to have you back to talk about transitions, Mark. And before we get to your huge change... Would you tell us and remind our listeners of some of your background? Tell us about your teaching experience.
0: Well, good morning, Dr. Ann, and it's really a pleasure to be with you here on the radio once again. Um, it's uh, it, it's super exciting. Uh, a little early here in San Diego, California, but uh, we're here and we're ready to go. Um, some of my background, uh, I, I did complete my college degree back in the 90s and started to, uh, started to teach. Uh, I taught for three years at the middle school level, uh, and from that point, I moved on to high school where I really started teaching computer science in earnest, um, which uh, was going swimmingly. I was in Northern California at that time, uh, and then I met my future wife-to-be, and uh, who happens to be a naval officer uh, in the U.S. Navy. And we started moving around the country. So I had the opportunity to uh, teach not only here in wonderful California, uh, but taught in Washington State as well. Um, And also had the opportunity to teach uh, overseas for a Department of Defense school in Naples, Italy.
1: Wow. You have a lot of experience in a lot of different areas. But here's one thing that I have always been in awe of and that is one of your most creative teaching techniques was incorporating music with math and computer science. And, Mark, that just knocks me out. How I remember back to my math. and uh, We didn't have computer science at that time, but I remember back to my math classes, and the idea of having them be fun or interesting would be foreign to me because, for me, uh, cotangent was two people having a temper tantrum right next to each other. But uh, I, that's, that's my algebra experience. So oh, I'm really interested in how you came up with this idea of uh, the music and math experience, and how did it resonate with your students?
0: Well, honestly, the idea was something that came really naturally to me. Um, you know, uh, as I was going through college, one of the ways that I, that I paid the rent was Uh, teaching private base lessons. Um, And that's actually how I came to education in general. Uh, As I was finishing up my degree, I thought, what am I going to do with this? Uh, And I realized that I was really connecting with my base students, uh, and they made great progress. And I thought, you know, what if I could do that for math with, with, you know, school kids? Uh, And that's how I got into education really to start. Um, So when you think about mathematics, What it really is about, it's about looking for patterns. And what is music? Music is tonal patterns and rhythmic patterns. And these things really do go hand in hand. So what I ended up doing, uh, and, and you actually said kind of the key thing, what could make math class fun, engaging, and exciting? And really as far as education goes, that's a key element you know, when something's enjoyable, people will engage with it. So what I decided to do with the music side of it was start to just play some music uh, at the beginning of each class, because when class begins, it's kind of a transition moment, you know, kids are coming in the room, and as a teacher, you have to take the attendance, and, you know, there's there's some lag time at the very beginning before you really start in on that day of learning. So I would just have some music playing. Um, at first, it was just on a little, you know, uh, a boombox speaker. Uh, eventually, I actually found myself in a classroom that had uh, an amplification system built into the room, so I started using that. But I, would, uh, I, I decided that I wanted to make it a real multicultural experience, so I created a playlist that goes from basically 6,000 B.C. with the Australian Aboriginal people and their music all the way up over the course of the year to get to twenty, 2018, know, 2019, uh, whatever is current. Um, so wow. we just have, have that plan for, for five minutes at the beginning of the day. Um, and a lot of times it would be a place where a conversation would start with uh, the students. Uh, so they reacted to it very, very favorably. Um, you know, the kids love it. Invariably, at the end of the year, They would ask me, "Hey, Mr. Al, can you give us your playlist? You know, we want to know all of the artists that we that we heard, and so we can listen to it over the summer." You know, (laughs) that is uh, so
1: cool. Do you do that?
0: uh, Oh yeah, absolutely. As a matter of fact, one student that I had from last year uh, actually published those playlists as playlists on Spotify, the streaming music source.
1: (laughs) Oh my! That is so cool. Um. I I have to say that I stole uh, a a little bit of that idea from you. So I teach where I work probably four or five times a year, and I teach about 60 people. And one of the things I teach is about having healthy relationships, and I incorporate the idea of healthy romantic relationships. And when people are entering the lecture area, I play Ed Sheeran's Save Yourself. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's all of that codependency. And they right. listen to the words and they go, That is really something I never thought about. So listeners, if you haven't heard that song, Ed Sheeran, Save Yourself, and I have no financial interest in saying that to you. <laughs> so Mark, <laughs> thank you for that idea. It really went over well. Like, oh, you're playing music? What? So I can't own the idea. Anyway, your dedication <laughs> and, and your unique teaching style are acknowledged, and and they were acknowledged, and rewarded by a nomination to be Teacher of the Year for San Diego County in 2018. And not only were you nominated, but you were awarded with that great distinction. Um and we're coming up on a hard break in about a minute, but would you tell us about that process and what your responsibilities were immediately after you won the award? And I'm going to, I just know I'm going to have to interrupt you in about a minute and a half. So could you start on that and tell us what that was like?
0: Uh, Sure. It was a process where I got nominated by my peers at my site uh, and then was selected, uh, and then was selected from my school district, uh, and eventually it went to the county, um, and I was selected there. I actually was a finalist for the state of California as well. Um, ah. So I was in the top ten for the entire state, which was a huge honor. Um, from From there, uh, a lot of things changed. And... Okay,
1: I'm going to put you <laughs> on hold right there, Mark. A lot of these okay. things changed. Remember that, and let's pick up where we left off after the break. Listeners, we will be right back with Mark Lansberger, 2018 Teacher of the Year, San Diego County, California. We'll be right back.
4: Season's Greetings. I'm Patty Levan, owner of Multiline Mortgage Services, Inc. Let's talk about reverse mortgages for seniors 62 and older. Reverse mortgages were designed to free up money that seniors can use at their discretion in retirement. Let us help you determine if this program is right for you. We'll help you choose the right lender and walk you through the loan process. Multiline Mortgage Services, your way home. Call us at 941 201 or check out our website at multilinemortgage.com. Company founded by Joseph D. Powell. Hours, NMLS one five eight nine eight nine license in Georgia and Florida.
1: Welcome back, listeners, to Doctor Anne's Relationship Radio. We are here with Mark Lansberger, who is the 2018 Teacher of the Year for San Diego County, talking about transitions this morning. And this is my last program, so it's a transition for me. And Mr. Lansberger is sharing his transition experience with us. So I'm going to repeat what I asked you before the break, Mark. Would you tell us a bit about the process and what your responsibilities were immediately after you won your Teacher of the Year award?
0: Yeah, uh, the process, it, it's its a huge honorarium, um, and one of the reasons why it means so much is that you're selected by your peers um, as being somebody who's exemplary. And, you know, unlike most people, you go to work every day, you do your job, you work hard at being the absolute best that you can be at what you do, uh, and you don't think about, you know, being recognized by other people who are doing the same thing. <laughs> so uh, it's it's really, really a humbling experience, um, especially when you, uh, w- when you receive the honor. Part of that is that you go out and, and make public appearances and do some public speaking engagements, um, and you just get some opportunities to go and visit other classrooms and see what other teachers are doing. Uh, and when you understand what's going on around you a little more closely, uh, you understand how much of an honor it really is. Um,
1: Yeah, and it is a huge honor. I know it's a big, huge competition, too. And I also think it might be interesting to know what other teachers are doing. I know in my occupation it would be interesting for me to be able to sit in on other sessions that... Uh, fellow therapists are having at my job, and uh, I can't do that because everything's confidential. But that would be very well, really interesting,
0: right? And and you know, teaching is very very similar to psychology in that way. Uh, you know, once once you close that classroom door and you're you're interacting and working with your students, uh, it's it, it's kind of isolating <laughs> because you're really it, it's. You're in there and you're doing your thing. Once in a while, an administrator will come and, and, and pop in and see what's going on in your room. But really, it's it's between you and the kids how things are going. Yep.
1: Yeah. And, and, Mark, you have had a very long career as a creative teacher and one whose classes were really sought after by your students. And I can understand that. Who wouldn't want to learn or hear music as you listen to math and learn how to uh, do computer science? Uh, I would like that. Did you expect to stay a teacher until you decided to retire?
0: Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't have said that when I first started, uh, but as I grew into the role and became a better teacher year after year, um, of course, it's like, hey, this is a pathway. Uh, this is this is a career,
1: and and yeah, that's what I'm doing. Wow. And then, obviously, you became teacher of the year, and. Uh, what happened that got you to consider transitioning to something different?
0: <laughs> well, um, I, I, I guess you could say uh, at, at that point in my career, I didn't really realize that there was anything different. Um, I never <laughs> considered becoming an administrator. Uh, I always wanted to be uh, hands-on with uh, my students. I I wasn't interested in being a principal or a vice principal or anything like that. Uh, But to tell you the truth, I was directly requested to apply for something different um, from somebody uh, that I have a huge amount of respect for. And that's what got me thinking about it.
1: Wow. Now, you, uh, from what I know, you were somewhat of a rock star (laughs) and totally popular personality at the high school where you taught and you even did some rock and roll appearances for the kids. I've seen I saw that. What did you sing? What did you guys do? Um you did something and, and you were rocking out with some other teachers.
0: You
1: yes. I saw, what was what was the name of the song you did?
0: Uh we we, we did uh, we did a song by the by the Who called My Generation. Yeah.
1: That's uh, right. Was, <laughs> talking about my generation. <laughs>
0: yeah, and it, it was it was pretty entertaining because uh, you know you're you're playing that song for a bunch of high school kids, and at first they don't get it, but then they do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was really fortunate. The, the campus where I was working uh, was filled with just amazingly talented teachers, um, and you know, with with various life experiences. And um, we we had enough of us that uh, we were able to put together a a little pickup band. And um, uh, we went out and played some songs. Uh, You know, it was... uh, We did it a couple of times. Uh, And and it was great, you know. Uh, It was at a rally. uh, And... (laughs) You know, you you walk into the gymnasium and you you, you strap up your your instrument, you know, and and there's, you know, 2,100 kids in the bleachers, like, you know, just ready to go. (laughs) Uh, It was 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 a pretty good gig.
1: It was so (laughs) fun to watch. Um, Is that on YouTube, perchance?
0: Uh, I I think it's out there somewhere, probably. I don't know what it would be tagged as, but uh, I'm sure we searched for it.
1: (laughs) It was so cool to watch and to watch these kids just come unglued as their teachers were all playing their guitars and whatever other instruments. And then you and other teachers were out there in the middle of the gym singing, and you had microphones. And it was like, if I had been a teenager and had that experience, I would have thought... I would have thought, wow, this is so much fun, and I'm so lucky to have this talented teacher. But I didn't have those. I had the algebra (laughs) teacher who actually taught algebra to the blackboard because she never turned around. (laughs) She never turned uh, around.
0: (laughs) Another funny thing happened that I've got to tell you, uh, because we did it a couple of times, and just just last spring uh, we decided to do a medley of Queen songs because of the new Queen movie that had just come out. And, uh, oh. and we did, we did the, the heavy part of Bohemian Rhapsody, and yeah. what happened was the, the lead singer's microphone went out right at that time, and oh. without, without missing a beat, the entire junior class was just screaming the lyrics the whole time. We could hear them over our instruments. It was unbelievable.
1: <laughs> that is so cool. Is that on YouTube? <laughs>
0: I have no idea.
1: (laughs) You guys are hiding out. I mean, I think that you should put all this on YouTube so we could all enjoy it. Well, but there's something to be said for saying a story. (laughs) Oh, well, true. But that's a hard piece of music, right? Uh,
0: Yeah, you know, it's it's got some challenging parts to it, sure.
1: Now, off topic, but because I really want to know this so I can be cool for my patients who are young. What's (laughs) the latest music... Give me the name of some popular band so I can tell them, oh, it's my favorite.
0: (laughs) My gosh. Um, (laughs) Do you know? I I don't. Uh, (laughs) It shifts shifts around so quickly. And and to tell you the truth, uh, young people's musical taste is so diverse. Um, and, And a lot of that is because of streaming and the Internet. Um, they listen to a whole bunch of stuff, and some kids, you know, listen to what their parents are listening to, so they're listening to stuff from the '80s, and they're really into it. And other kids are really into classical music, and then there's 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 Latin music, and uh, boy, um, uh, Korean pop is really big with some groups of kids. Uh, really, it, it's really yeah. Compared to when I was a when I was a teenager,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: we had kind of two brands of music that people were listening to. You know, it was, you were listening to New Wave, or you were listening to,
1: like, metal or punk. And today, it's just super diverse. Wow, I can't keep up with it, but I had a a running joke with one of my long-term therapy groups, and that was, uh, there were some young adults, and they'd go, they'd say in group, oh, I went to such and such concert last night. And uh, it was a a uh, the group of having to do with addiction, and they'd say, and I was clean and sober, and then I'd ask, what was the name of the band? And they'd tell me what it was, like Pink Purple Fish, and i go, that's my <laughs> favorite band. So that was a running joke. So Mark, moving on from that and reminiscing for me, explain what it was it like for you to transition from being a teacher... To holding your current job and, and by the way we'll let our listeners know exactly what that is in a few moments.
0: Well um, it was it was a big big change for me um, because my new position has taken me out of the classroom
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I have to look at things in a very different way and I'm learning a lot and and for a professional change that I think is often the case for many people where you got really good at doing something and you're super confident with it and then you're into another realm where it's like okay you got to put your learning cap back on and you've really got got to dig in and figure out you know what things are all about um, that that's that's part of the challenge of a transition
1: Boy, well, I'm going to have a challenge leaving this program because I've become accustomed to getting up at 6 a.m. every Wednesday and um, <laughs> having people volunteer or putting me in touch with their people they know to be guests on the program. And so it's a huge transition. I really respect what you're going through, but you're going through a permanent transition here, and I'm going back. To writing and and my private practice and doing what I do. Um, Okay, Mark, please tell the listeners what you're doing now.
0: So I've been selected as the coordinator for curriculum and instruction in computer science for the entire county of San Diego.
1: Oh, my God. So what does that mean?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, think of it this way. I was... Kind of responsible for 180 kids a year in my old job. In oh. my new job, I'm responsible kind of for a half a million.
1: Oh my god! That's how many high school students are in the school district, or are you are you responsible yeah. for all grades?
0: All grades throughout the entire county, which is about oh. a half a million kids.
1: Half a million kids, and you're responsible for creating curriculum. Uh, Creating curriculum
0: and making sure that that districts are starting to implement the new California standards in computer science.
1: I don't even know what those are, but I won't ask you because it sounds really complicated. (laughs) Is is part of it learning how to program?
0: Yes, yes, but that is not the entirety of it.
1: Okay, well, we are here at a break, and listeners, we will be right back with 2018 Teacher of the Year for San Diego County and finalist for the state of California in just a few moments. Merry
4: Christmas. I'm Patty Levan, owner of Multiland Mortgage Services, Inc. We've partnered with nationally known wholesale lenders throughout the country that offer a wide variety of home loan programs. We can find the right home loan that will suit your financial needs. Multiland Mortgage Services, your way home. Call us at 941-201-9111 or check out our website at multilinemortgage.com. Company founded by Joseph D. Powers, NMLS 158-989, licensed in Georgia and Florida.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: Welcome back listeners to Dr. Anne's Relationship <laughs> Radio. It's our our final Program here to this morning because we're making transitions and that's what we're talking about. And we're with Mark Landsberger, 2018 Teacher of the Year for San Diego County, who has made a huge transition. And Mark, before the break, we were just entering that topic. Would you continue telling our listeners what it is you transitioned into? Mark? Well, listeners, I think that we lost our guests somehow. So um, I will have to ad-lib this and wait for him to call into the line again. I don't know what happened. Maybe it's just a technological problem. We often have those. Are you back, Mark? Hello? Well, it's going to be a huge transition for me because I have been used to this rhythm in my life, and I guess all of us get used to rhythms like we wake up, we have breakfast, we get dressed, we maybe go for a a long walk, uh, go to the gym, go to work or not, but we organize our day in some way. And if you're not doing that, I would really recommend that you do, because otherwise we get into unhealthy rhythms. That. I've had to reorganize my my days, my Wednesdays at least, around coming on to the radio program. And now I'm going to have to reorganize it to do something differently. And I think what I'm going to do is... Hello? Are you back, Mark? Hello? Well, listeners, you're just going to have to listen to me. Um. I think I'm going to get up at six and start working on this uh, second book. And for those of you who have been listening for a long time, the second book I'm working on has to do with a series, a new series of books called The Dumpster Dogs. And it's fiction. I've never written a fiction book before. But um, the fiction is about this group of dogs who are left behind by their humans, and it's their story. And I've had so much interest in it, and the reviewers of the book are only dogs. So we have dogs who have been writing reviews for all of us to see when it's it's out. And I love some of these reviews. Like, one of the dogs' reviews was about loving to eat the pages of the books. (laughs) How creative is that? But, um, so working on the books and having them published and having them illustrated on top of having private clients and a 40-hour a week job is is huge and while I will miss this I've I've replaced it with another organized activity so all of us have transitions we transition from not driving to driving from junior high to high school, then some of us go on to college or vocational school, and life is one transition after another. We are single, then we're married, then we don't know what to do when we're married. And transitions can be greeted because they are change, indeed. I don't know what's going on with us this morning, listeners, technologically. Mm -hmm. I, I apologize. Mark, are you there?
0: I just got back.
1: Okay, what happened? Did the line drop out? Uh,
0: I, I guess. Uh, it looked like I still had a good connection. Uh, I was talking with you, but uh, you are not hearing me.
1: <laughs> no, I definitely was not. So I told my uh, listeners about the Dumpster Dogs, but I want to get back to you. Which the Dumpster <laughs> Dogs is my new book series that are coming out. So um, oh. you were telling us what you were doing now, and could you go back to that? Because now you have this whole new job.
0: Yeah, happily. Um, So uh, I went straight from being a classroom teacher uh, to this new coordinator role for the county. Uh, And and to to nutshell it, uh, my job is to uh, take a look and work with all of the districts in our county. Now, San Diego County is pretty large. We have 42 distinct school districts in San Diego County. So my job is to establish relationships with all of those districts. And uh, the state of California, just last year, September, uh, they approved a set of computer science standards uh, by the Board of Education, and my job is to help districts uh, and and school sites transition into bringing those standards uh, into the classroom. Now, the standard set... Uh, you might think that that's a really specialized thing, but the California computer science standards are actually designed from kindergarten through 12th grade. Wow. And it's, yeah, so it's for all grade levels. Um, and it's designed not just for a special set of kids, but it's designed for all of our California students to have experience with computer science in their compulsory education.
1: Mm. I love that. I think, I wish I'd had that. I taught myself. Never had one class, which is evident for those of us who know me, and they know my limitations. So, to Mark, Mark, that is really an impressive job. I want to know how your students handled the news that you were going to be leaving, because I know that you were a really popular teacher. Uh,
0: well, I, I would say that um, they were disappointed uh, in, in, in many ways. Uh, but at the end of this last year, we talked about that. Um, I, I, I didn't hide the fact that, that I was leaving um, once I knew for sure I had the job. And, and that didn't happen until late May or so. So we talked about it for a few weeks Um and yes, they were disappointed. Uh, but I will say that even as of uh, last, not last night, but the night before, uh, I was still writing uh, letters of recommendation for students who were applying to colleges. Aww. So we've we definitely stayed in touch. Uh, <laughs>
1: so they still contact you?
0: Uh,
1: yes, yes.
0: Um, in, through, through multiple ways, through Facebook, through uh, email, uh, in, in different ways, they've, they've let me know, uh, you know, what's going on with them. Uh, the transition itself was interesting because uh, our school year in June finished on a Friday, and the following Monday, I was at the county office having my first day at my new job. So Did it, that was, be, like, it was. like was Uh, Well, uh, the way I like to put it is (laughs) this transition for me, uh, as far as professional growth and figuring new things out, is a bit like drinking from a fire hose.
1: Oh, my God. I never thought of that. That's a great analogy.
0: You always try to take a little sip, but you're going to get more than you bargained for. Uh, Oh,
1: my God. Well, (laughs) So, tell us about the responsibilities of your new job and your, new, your role in it.
0: You know, uh, it's, it's really interesting. Um, like I said, a big piece of my job is, is forging relationships with these different school districts, um, some, of, some of which are, are uh, unified school districts, where that district has you know, primary grades all the way through high school. Uh, in some places, it's split apart, where you have uh, a, a union school district, which is basically primary, uh, and then you'll have a high school district that they feed into that's a completely separate entity. Um, so it's an interesting thing here in California, and it's it's part of, uh, part of our local control of education um, that, that we have. Um, so just kind of learning the system and, and how things work in a big way has been a, a lot for me to take on. Um, mm-hmm. But also, I was a high school teacher for forever. Uh, so getting a chance to go and, and observe third-grade classrooms and what's going on in our primary grades uh, ha- has been just eye-opening for me. Um, I, I, I never knew that those rooms looked the way that they do. And uh, uh, primary teachers are a very
1: impressive lot. Wow. Well, would you describe for us your transition from teacher to the person in charge of creating a whole new curriculum for the entire district, that seems like a tidal wave to me. I don't know what it seems like to you.
0: <laughs> well, it's, um, you know, it's one thing to manage your own classroom uh, and to ensure that your students are, are growing in, in the way that you want them to and in, in the way that, that you, you feel is going to be best for them. Uh, My my role is not really prescriptive so much. Uh, So when you use the word in charge, uh, in my role, I'm not really in charge of these districts. Um, However, I am there to be a resource uh, and Mm -hmm. to assist them in their journey to figure out what works best in their organization and for their student populations. So with that being the case, I've had to become pretty expert at all the different curriculums that are out there, right, uh, and, and which ones are worth paying for and which ones work with, you know, uh, particular population's best, uh, and helping just kind of being a thought partner with districts uh, to help them make this transition of having, com- you know, rigorous computer science in all of their classrooms.
1: Wow. Well, I don't even know what to say. So... I guess this is a stupid question, but tell us: was the transition challenging? <laughs> because I think you've already answered the question, but
0: yes, very, very much so, uh, in, in a lot of different ways. <laughs>
1: wow, it, it, I can't even wrap my head around it. Going from how many students did you have uh, a semester or a year? I guess about uh, about about, about one hundred and eighty. 180, okay. I can't even think about doing those grading charts. And then you move to, how many did you say? That's about a half a million. Half a million, okay. So <laughs> I, would have, I would have been under the tidal wave. How did you adjust to this?
0: It, it, it was quite a bit to get my head wrapped around just to start with, just when you start thinking about the numbers. Um, and that's another thing that I had to start doing was looking at whole systems of education, which I was not really accustomed to doing, um, of of thinking of very large numbers of students and trying to understand all the various experiences that students have in a classroom. um, And thinking about what is going to work best under different circumstances.
1: Wow. Well, (laughs) are you still adjusting? How long have you had? Uh, First of all, how long have you had this job, and are you still adjusting?
0: Uh, I've, I've had the job since the, the, the middle of June of this year, uh, so I've had it you know, for about five months or so. Um, Whoa. And, and yes, I am absolutely still adjusting, uh, but I, I feel like it's going very well. There's a lot of things that are moving in the right direction.
1: And um, are the people that you work with all involved with what you do, or did they just say, okay... Mark we're hiring you to do this job go do it uh
0: it's it's a little bit of both um because every content field uh there's coordinators for 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 everything mathematics science uh english language arts so on and so forth um and but they all have unique needs and things that they need to accomplish
1: is is the Program is the computer program in California moving into teaching more topics on the computer as opposed to having the teacher be more hands-on?
0: Yeah, the the main goal is we're trying to get kids away from just being consumers of technology to becoming creators of technology.
1: Ah, I love that. And right now, today, Mark... I didn't mean to interrupt you.
0: Uh, no, not at all.
1: Okay. I, I just want to know, at this point, do you feel like you made the right decision? Oh, absolutely.
0: I, 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 I think as I'm growing into the role, uh, I'm becoming more, more confident with it and comfortable with it. And okay. uh, there's, there's a lot of things happening.
1: I can't even imagine. <laughs> Listeners, we're going to have to take a break. Um, This is Dr. Anne's Relationship Radio with Mark Landsberger, and we will be back with you in a few moments.
5: Want to ace your upcoming survey exam? The NLC Prep Combo has everything you need to help you crush your upcoming FS, PS, Florida PSM, California PLS, or Texas RPLS exam. Combos include a full-length practice exam book with the same number of questions and category types as the actual exam. A pre-programmed HP 35 with 17 programs to solve those time-consuming equations such as Kogo, triangles, traverses, and more in seconds. A complete online course is included that covers every topic of the exam with videos, workbooks, quizzes, and a full-length practice exam that simulates the computer-based format of the FS and PS exam. That gives you not just one, but two full-length practice exams to help fully prepare you for test day. Visit us at nlcprep.com for more information and let us help you crush your exams.
1: radio we're glad to have you with us this morning on the final program we're here with Mark Landsberger, 2018 California San Diego County Teacher of the Year and Mark would you pick up where we left off about adjusting and the curriculum for the school district and if you feel like you made the right decision
0: yeah as I, as I was saying right before the break I, I absolutely feel uh, like it was a good decision for me Um I was kind of at a place uh, in, in teaching in the classroom where, you know, you, you get into a job and you do it for a long time and you start feeling like, you know, I've really got this kind of nailed and it's, and it's all sewn up. Uh, and I felt that for a few years. So the past few years, I've really tried to, to infuse new things into my room, new technologies and, and different approaches, which has been great. Uh, but. When I when the opportunity came up uh, and I was asked by Dr. gothold to apply for this position, uh, which totally took me by surprise, um, I went ahead and I went ahead and did it because I thought, you know what, this is this, this is a good move. Uh, the state had had finally, you know, uh, adopted state standards for computer science uh, in general education for California, which I've been advocating for personally for over twenty years. Um, so when that came around, and I had the the chance to take a leadership role uh, and help people see how important this is, uh, that that was something that I that I wanted to do. Uh, so so I did it, um, and it's been a little bit of a roller coaster ride. Uh, as I said before, it's it's drinking from the fire hose. Uh, you're you're <laughs> trying to you're trying to stay on top of all the new things that are happening, but also understand the structural things in the whole educational system um, that you never really thought of too much before as a a classroom teacher. So uh, it's been a lot for me to take on, um, but there's a lot of really exciting things happening. Uh, You know, the the standards that we have in California, uh, they're designed for all students in the state, no matter what their zip code or how much money their parents make, it doesn't matter. We want all of our students to have the opportunity to uh, have a rigorous educational experience with computer science, and that goes from kindergarten all the way up through 12th grade. Uh, As a matter of fact, some of your listeners may be aware of this, uh, but they may not be. this week nationally is Computer Science Education Week, uh, so it's kind, of, it's kind of a big deal. Um, wow! There's yeah, and and uh, this week there will be you know nationwide probably millions of students who are having their very very first exposure ever to computer science. Uh, and for that matter, uh, some classroom teachers who will be having their first exposure to computer science as well. Uh, there's a wonderful program known as the Hour of Code uh, where a, a, a classroom teacher who's never done this before uh, can go online and find some great resources to uh, to, to run an hour-long lesson uh, with their students uh, where the students actually end up writing code.
1: Wow. God, what, what would the hour of code mean to me? Not that. <laughs> I don't know what it would mean. <laughs> well, <laughs> be coding I'll send, I'll send you a, said. <laughs> what the patient said.
0: I'll send you an Internet link, and you can give it a try. It's actually quite Oh,
1: important. I think that that is out of, totally out of my area of expertise. Wish it wasn't. But I'm old enough that I did not grow up with the computer, so it's not like my right and left hand... Uh, Friend, and I watch these teens and uh, younger kids uh, text on their iPhones, and it's like Mm -hmm. I don't know how they're going so fast because I'm typing like one letter at a time, and I know how to touch type on a keypad keyboard. But it's like, wow, this is years of practice, and I can't catch up, and I accept that. (laughs) We we, we certainly didn't.
0: We certainly didn't learn how to type with our thumbs.
1: No, no, that's for sure. So do you miss your old job, Mark, and all the teens that you got to interact with?
0: Um, I, I would say, yeah, certainly. Um, there's something to be said for, you know, those close interpersonal interactions with young people. Uh, it, it, they're very invigorating. Um, and, yeah, do I miss that? I do. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I'm, I'm connecting with new People and, and and new circumstances. Uh, I, I can't tell you. I mean, the things that we're doing now with with coding with you know first and second grade kids, they're at, they're writing actual rigorous code, um, uh, but it's not the code that you might classically think of you know when most people think of computer code they think of you know like the matrix where it's all like you know command line stuff and you have to know all these keywords and special functions and you have to type really fast and it's not it doesn't have to be that because we have newer tools um i'll turn your listeners on i think
1: about i think about the da vinci code when you're talking to me (laughs) <laughs> that's a little different than that, but <laughs> okay. that's how out of this I am. keep going. Go ahead.
0: Well, I was just going to say if uh, if you have uh, some listeners who are parents of younger children, you know, uh, you know, fourth grade or below, um, I, I would I would recommend them go to uh, a website. It's Scratch. Just go to Google search and type in Scratch. S C R A T H Yep, that's the one. Okay. And what that is, is it's an online programming environment where oh. you don't have to type in text. Let me put it to you this way, Dr. Ann. Did you play with Legos when you were a little kid?
1: Uh, no, or I played with Tinker Toys.
0: <laughs> okay, no, it's s- same, same idea. Uh, did, you, okay. did your children play with Lego? Yes, yes. Okay. All over so the house. Kids intuitively figure out that they've got these multicolored bricks that fit together in certain ways, right? hmm Well, this scratch environment that I was just talking about generates computer code in much the same way. There's blocks that kids can drag around that do certain things to accomplish certain tasks. And they, they learn how to, how to think in, in, a, in a linear and logical fashion so that their program reacts to things in the way that they want it to react.
1: Well, I think this is actually fascinating because um, it's been proven and researched that keeping your brain active at whatever age you are, but especially in older age and in retirement, is really important for the health of the brain and for memory. And I encourage people to go take some of these computer classes and learn this. And my my thing is, if a third grader can learn it, I can too.
0: Yes, and these technologies are, are really quite intuitive, even for somebody who feels a little intimidated by a computer. Um, you know, if you have some retirees who are listening, I also would <laughs> advise you to, uh, to go to, to the Scratch website and, uh, and follow, follow some of the tutorials. You can teach yourself mm-hmm. some of the real fundamental things. Uh, and wow. it's exciting and invigorating and, and, and very, uh, it's a very creative process.
1: Well, no, we have about three and a half minutes left, and I want to ask you the $64,000 question here, Mark.
0: Do I get paid the $64,000? No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Has your professional uh, change altered your personal life?
0: Uh, My personal life, I, I think my personal life is, as it has always been. Uh, I, I've got a, a, a fantastic spouse who is super supportive in, in everything that I do and always has been. Uh, you know, being being a military family, we go through a lot of transitions, you know, usually every three years. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've thank been very you, fortunate. by the way.
1: Thank you all for your service out there, all the listeners in the military and the first responders and Mark. And it's not just the active military or the active first responders. It's the entire family that serves.
0: Yeah, I think that there's, there's truth to that, for sure. Uh-huh. Um, so so um, my, my personal life still looks a lot like it did, uh, to tell you the truth. I spend a little bit more time at home rather than grading papers. Now I'm spending time doing research and learning new things and, and, and uh, spending that extra time to become the expert that I want to be, for sure. Uh, probably the biggest thing that's changed is my commute. Uh, I, I now work three miles away from my house, and it used to be ah. about 30. <laughs> so wow. so I, 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 I've got extra time in the bank due to that, which is nice.
1: Oh, I love that. Now, uh, here's the other important question. How did you become open to making a transition? Because many of us just get stuck in our routine, and the idea of making changes is really challenging. How did you become open to it? I, I think I always have been.
0: Uh, it's, it's, it's part of my personality. But for somebody who it isn't, I would say your life is what you make it. And if you want to maintain just your status quo, um, you can do that. And it might be comfortable, but it might not be the joyous, vibrant life that you envisioned for yourself in your younger years. So I would say reach out for that. Doing something new is terrifying sometimes, but you never know what's going to be around that corner that's going to spark another joyous moment in your existence.
1: It's just so true. And um, Mark, I really want to thank you for being our guest this morning, 2018 Teacher of the Year for San Diego County. and It's just been an honor to to host you on this radio program and Everyone else, uh, every other guest who has been with us at this hour every Wednesday for almost the last year, and listeners, being open to making a transition can be a really great challenge. And however, it can add to our lives, as Mark just said, and provide mystery to them. After all, you never know where change will lead us. Again, thank you, listeners. For all your kind feedback and questions, and I will miss the contact with the public. Until we meet again, this is Dr. Ann Shebert asking you to remember always that only you can make your life the way you want it to be.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.